This podcast is sponsored by Popeye's Chicken. Because Chick-fil-A's close on Sundays. I'm just joking. We don't have no sponsors. I'm Patrick. And Lori. I'm Brandon. And this is But Wait, There's More, a conversation show about things we're thinking about, things we care about, and things that are important to the life and culture for the people at Legacy Church here in Plano. And today's episode's theme is, do I have to go to church? Like, do I really have to go to church? And you know, one of the things that I can just start off and jump in and say is that Maybe some people who might watch this podcast might think that we're talking about this because of COVID and maybe people are not coming to church. But if we're being real, this is a conversation that we've been having way before COVID. And I think we're going to have it way after COVID as well, because it's a huge question. Do I have to go to church? And so I just want to ask you guys, let me just start off. Uh, Brandon, do we have to go to church? Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a huge part of the Christian life to be in community with other Christians growing together, challenging each other, encouraging each other. So, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a, a great response, and it's not because you're just paid to say that. <laughs> but honestly, it, I think it is something that we definitely need. I think Hebrews 10, 25 is like, uh, don't neglect the assembly mm. of uh, one another, you know. And he even uh, the writer even re- like warns that we should be more committed because the time is near that Christ would return. Mm. So I mean, at the end of the day, we really have to take this time serious. What do you think, Lord? Yeah, I mean, as a children's pastor, I definitely think that it's very important for kids and families to attend church. I mean, the early believers, the early attenders in church, when we read in the New Testament, they were excited about going to church. They were excited about being together. They were excited about communing and worshiping with one another. And we need to bring that back. We need to feel that way. We need to feel that excitement about being with other believers. Yeah, I I agree with you on that, because one thing in uh, missions is just kind of collectively going around, not only domestically here in the United States and understanding that their church plants that are starting and basically people are coming to church, planting a church. And obviously there's a lot of commitment up front on that, but there's established churches where people sometimes can get comfortable and maybe uh, they might feel that you can take some time off. And at times when that does happen, uh, let's just face it. Sometimes it can affect ministries Mm -hmm. and sometimes it can affect our own personal lives. But I just wonder, like, for youth, like, what, how would it affect youth for people to make that mindset, like, I don't have to go to church, or, or do I have to go to church? Well, yeah, I mean, the 6th through 12th grade age range is, is paramount in, in the faith formation for a lot of folks. I mean, even my own self, um, I, I didn't really begin taking my faith seriously until I was in high school. Right. Uh, and, and this is coming from a pastor's kid who grew up in a Christian home, and I was at church every Sunday because my dad was the guy that unlocked the building for other people to come to church. And so, like, I didn't have a choice to go to church. I had to go to church no matter what, yeah. even when I didn't want to. Uh, but even then... I didn't begin to take my faith seriously until I was further along in high school and began to realize that um, 
there's more to this than just hanging out with your friends and watching movies, you know, like there's more to this life. Um, and, and so those years are so paramount to your faith formation. And if you neglect coming to church, Mm. if you neglect coming and being a part of a community of other Christians who are also trying to grow and trying Mm. to get closer to God, you lose a big part of what will spur on your own faith growth. If you're not around other Christians, who are doing the same thing, you're, there's going to be that indifference that kind of comes, the, the aloofness that, oh, I don't really need to go, but you miss out on a huge, huge factor that grows you closer to God. I agree on that, because uh, even for me, I my family was, we would go to church periodically mm-hmm. uh, growing up, but uh, I didn't really start going to church until I was... I think around 16, close to 17. Mm-hmm. My friend just invited me to church one day, and then I started going. But then I guess the Lord, the Lord got a hold of my heart to where, you know, obviously the seriousness of Christianity became real to me. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I was really hungry to grow. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to grow, I just found that going to church uh, was probably the best, at least the best start-off point, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that have been through life um, in a certain way where they could actually give me feedback on how to grow in my faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that was uh, pretty cool, just growing, you know, you know, coming somewhat outside of the church into the church at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. What about you, yeah. Lori? Uh, I'm similar. Um, I attended church uh, with my family as a kid and teenager, went every Sunday, every Wednesday. It was a big part of my growing up. But as a college student and young adult, I kind of lost my way, Mm -hmm. fell off the path a little bit, and God brought me back. And without that initial foundation, I don't know where I would have been today. If I wouldn't have had that initial foundation as a six-year-old, as a 16-year-old, you know, um, as a 20-year-old in in a lost, dark world, having that foundation helped bring me back to knowing the importance of God in my life. And so I think that um, bringing it back to kids and students, it's absolutely important for families to be here on Sunday morning. We have um, only 52 Sundays out of the year to have kids in our presence and and youth in our presence. And typically we only, we may only get them for like 20 of those. So I think it's a vital part of growing up. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's interesting that you said that, Lori, because I remember talking to a pastor, uh, I think about a few weeks ago, and he was basically talking about, you know, he he said, sometimes I want to become uncuffed with his language when it comes to people coming to him about certain issues that are going on mm-hmm. in maybe their kid's life or their family's life or their job situations or whatever it might be. And and sometimes it could be uh, the lack of consistency, maybe of maybe their relationship with the Lord, or it could be the lack of relationship with the body of uh, believers, their mm-hmm. family, their spiritual family. They maybe disengage and maybe become more focused. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, what this pastor stated that he realized, those who disengaged a lot more tended to find themselves in issues of deep stress, deep panic, mm-hmm. family issues, and sometimes in a lot of cases, um, sometimes their younger kids would have some issues arise, and he just found that to be a little bit of a trend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, we could say that that is kind of true, that if you disengage too much, uh, you, 
you might, you might find some trouble. But mm-hmm. at the at the same time, there are people out there that feel that they can grow without church. Mm-hmm. I for for me personally, I find that hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people say that they could stay home, watch TV, uh, watch Facebook or YouTube. There's so many, uh, I guess, TV pastors or YouTube pastors out there. Uh, that they can grow under. What do you guys feel about that? Because technology seems to be taking mm-hmm. on, um, you know, a new span, which is good in some senses, but uh, being together, I, I don't know. What are your viewpoints on technology and church? Uh, I mean, I, I can jump in. I I love technology. I will always be a proponent of yeah. technology and, and social media um, and, and how I feel like it helps grow, uh, not grow the message, but grow ways to share the message. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with technology for me a lot of times is I think it takes away the wrestling of mm-hmm. our faith. Yeah. Um, because we've all had that experience where we're sitting in church on a Sunday morning and the pastor says something that we don't like mm. or that rubs us the wrong way or that we don't want to hear. And right. you're like, you know, like, but, but what do you do? You don't get up and walk out. You just kind of sit there and you right. wait till the end of church to be mad about it. Right. But but that process of wrestling with, even though I don't want to hear it, it may have been something that I needed to hear. Yeah. Social media and technology gives us such an avenue to pick and choose what we like and what we don't like. I follow who I like. Yeah. I don't follow who I don't want to hear anything about. Wow. I That's can good. mute somebody if they say something that I don't <laughs> like. I can mute somebody if I have an argument with them. And you take all of those things away and I think it takes away the wrestling of our faith that when somebody says something, your pastor says something you don't want, want to hear or you don't like, you don't wrestle with it anymore because you can turn them off and you can go listen to a hundred other, yeah. you know, yeah. budget pastors on Instagram <laughs> or whatever true. that like say <laughs> yeah. stuff that make you feel good. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that hurts our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Brandon, that's a good thought. I, um, coming from a kid's perspective, um, Kids are in front of video games all day mm. long and TV shows all day long. Mm. They don't really get the um, the worship aspect or yeah. the church aspect of it. And throughout COVID, I mean, you know, we, we offered and provided lots of opportunities and materials. But as a parent myself, yeah. um, being in our home was a distraction yeah. and mm. wanting to worship as singly as my for myself my kids became a distraction and um cody and i were guilty of saying you guys go upstairs because we want to focus on the message today and our kids were missing the missing that moment those moments yeah during those several weeks that we were out i mean of course we had you know daily moments as a family but they weren't being a part of the church and so being here on a sunday morning and um, kids being if, with their own age appro- appropriate classes and <laughs> lessons and things, it just makes a world of difference for the for the kids and less distraction of video games yeah. and TV and all the other things mm-hmm. that are around them that are keeping them from wanting to learn more about who God is. I, I think you guys are right on that um, because sometimes technology, video games, TV, uh you know, anything that we can basically disengage maybe mm-hmm. from the actual physical body of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some moments, like you said, Brandon, that are positive about technology, about mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. where it kind of keeps us engaged to a standpoint. Mm-hmm. But that that one thing that you did state where we can pick and choose, mm-hmm. right? Even 
if we do that, I think of even with our, our kids, right? If you pick, keep picking and choosing and then you have kids, what are you picking and choosing for them? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of. Right. So mm-hmm. that that in a sense can be uh, there can be positives. There can be danger. But I also for me personally, I really think that uh, coming into church, even seeing my sons uh, being challenged mm-hmm. spiritually keeps them in a, in a grounded level of a spiritual maturity of growth. Like they're, they yeah. keep growing. And I'm looking at even us as adults, uh, sometimes we can, I, I, for me personally, this is where I found myself, where I, in the beginning, I struggled to go to church when I was 16, 17, that age. There were moments until the Lord really got a hold of my heart where I was just kind of skipping Sundays and stuff. But when I got became consistent, I just saw maybe a more spiritual growth spurt, mm. uh, more maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I stated before, when you're around other people, uh, people challenge you. Like when you grow up and you see the challenges through the epistles of the apostles, uh, there's challenges of how you treat one another. And there's a, a learning on how to go and grow in that. And sometimes I wonder, if you're not engaged in a, a church, how are you going to learn really how to do it? Mm-hmm. How are you going to be mm-hmm. built and equipped to mm-hmm. to move and engage forward? Mm-hmm. So even as we uh, move in that, I just I just kind of wonder on that. Something you said just now is spinning around in my head of yeah. like, what am I choosing for myself? But what am I choosing for my kids mm-hmm. as well? That like if I'm not choosing to make church and my spiritual growth a priority. I'm in effect choosing to not make it a priority for my children as well. Right. Uh, that's man. Whew. Yeah. And and that can hurt the yeah. um, habits. Uh, there's yeah. good habits and there's bad habits. Mm. I had to have a conversation with my son because last year, obviously, COVID wasn't that fun for school. Right. <laughs> and, and so there were some bad habits that were just done last year. So I said, there are good habits that you can have and there are bad habits that you can have. Mm -hmm. I really believe that coming to church is a good habit for your family, Mm -hmm. for yourself, for your marriage, for for anything that you're trying to move forward in in life. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a lot of information out there where people can feel that they have a lot of education on spiritual matters, but there's something different whenever you make the decision to to come to the actual Mm -hmm. church building. Mm. So even in that, like during COVID, let me just ask you this, like how do you see that this concept or this question um, has affected COVID? Have you seen people be more proactive in maybe coming to church or being online and being more proactive, I, I would say maybe even online? in in that aspect of hey i'm calling you i'm praying for you guys uh or have you seen more disengagement during this time um i think it's a little of both i mean we've you know experiencing here at legacy i think we probably have maybe i don't know 70 percent 80 percent back in person and we still have a good number that are watching online and then a good number um that we're missing and so i i don't know if it's um complacency Mm-hmm. Or if their um, their goal right now is things outside of the church, um, yeah. just busyness of life and um, excuses, I would call them, or yeah. things. Or if they're just not um, 
you know, we, we all got into a rut or kind of a different type of routine. And so getting back to that norm of our daily routines and getting back into the church, I just, I feel like we do have, um, several that are still missing that mark. And, um, it's unfortunate and we hope that we, um, get them all back, but, um, I don't know, Brandon, what, what do you think on that? I mean, that's a touchy question yeah. to ask, yes. but I mean, yes. I I think we're, for people who's, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, if it was a priority before COVID, mm-hmm. then it was a priority after COVID. Right. Yes. If it wasn't something that you really put your investment and time into it beforehand, mm-hmm. you weren't going to do it when things got tough. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's good. And so I, I think, uh, and and I'm not even not even just legacy, but our, our church as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Christianity as a whole, yeah, globally. I, like I've seen uh, many people that I'm, uh, you know, even close friends of mine uh, that that wasn't a priority for them. They went yeah. because church was just something you did on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. that was where I was supposed to be. But now that I have a choice and an option not to be there, well, I'd rather not be there. You right. know, and and it hurts to see that. But I, I think it really comes down to the investment and. Um, priority that you put it in. Yeah. yeah that's but I, I would say actually church for youth has been a little different if you're at Legacy. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, man, I didn't want to brag. But, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, honestly, I we have seen the opposite trend. Right. Whereas everything seems to like kind of losing ground, we have seemed to gain ground. Right. Awesome. Um, and I think part of that is, well, first off, one word, God. I mean, yeah, I, obviously, I'm not going to take credit for any of this. Like, it's it's all a movement of what God is doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the the desire for relationship in our students has what mm-hmm. spurred mm-hmm. a lot of our growth on um, that they were stuck at home. They were doing online classes where they weren't around their friends. They couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. They were stuck with their siblings that they're arguing with, their mom and dad that are telling them to do chores. And it's like, I'd do anything just to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and church mm-hmm. gives them an opportunity to get out of the house and to be around friends that they didn't get to see for almost a year. Right. Um, and so it has actually done the opposite trend for us to where we're growing um, both numerically, but also spiritually. I've seen a lot of students in the last um, six months even that have stepped up and kind of told me to take a seat because they yeah. wanted to teach one week and uh, our student worship band leading each week that uh, like I don't talk or sing at all during the worship time. That's it's awesome. fully student-led. And so mm-hmm. it's given them an outlet to um, to do something different than right. just sit at home and stare at their phones. And I right. think that relational aspect has been... Uh, paramount for our growth at least it's amazing i love it yeah and i think even on top of that like i like what you stated before that you know for people who make who made it important before Mm -hmm. covid uh you know it stayed important um you know even during an app maybe post um but even in the sense of those who are online right now I would even say that I've gotten a lot of messages because I'm like the new guy here in <laughs> But um, I've gotten a lot of messages from people who are at home stating that, hey, we're praying for you. Mm-hmm. Let us know if there's anything that you need. We're at home, and we want people to make sure that they're making the best uh, decision for themselves Absolutely. and uh, keeping safe and healthy and everything. But it's not even the fact of... Uh, whether you're in the building or not it, it, in this particular season, to me, it's like, have you stayed connected to the mm-hmm. family? Mm-hmm. Have you can stay connected to uh, the relationships that you had before COVID? And I think that sometimes is another question, especially with technology, uh, that, that good side of technology. 
that is something that has been profound mm-hmm. during this time mm-hmm. that has actually somewhat kept the church connected uh, to the local body, to their local family. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been pretty awesome and empowering. But I do want to ask a very uh, touchy question in another one. Let me just <laughs> ask this one. Um, and this is something that a question that's been going on before COVID, it'll go on way after COVID, even besides the title. Um, those who talk about salvation and talk about church, um, do, if it's, do you have to be, if, can, it, can you still be saved and not go to church? I, I think I get that question mm-hmm. a lot, especially from a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that are not really uh, practicing churchgoers, I guess you could say, right. but they do state that they believe in Christ and the work that he's done, uh, but they feel like, hey, I don't have to go to church in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys feel about that? So um, as I've, I've, I've said this a million times, if you are a part of Legacy, you know that in kids ministry, we use a curriculum called Orange. And Orange um, is the concept of the church and the home coming together, partnering together, mm-hmm. and the church being yellow and the home being red. Um, so when you think of yellow and you think of the church, um, you think of a light. I mean, like Jesus was the light of the world. And if we as the church are not seeing the home coming together to make that orange, binding them together we can't partner with them. We can't partner with the families who are lacking in that personal connection. And if we are supposed to be that light mm-hmm. in this dark world and we're not um, coming into the body to allow Jesus to be the light of our world, we are sitting in, in, dim, in darkness right. and that's going to fade out our light. We're, our light mm-hmm. is going to diminish. Mm-hmm. And the only way to help brighten it is to be with other believers, be in the church, be um, with those here at at the church or in the church, um, learning from biblical teaching, worshiping together, being with fellow believers, communing together, praying with one another, and serving with one another, serving one another in and outside the church, and just being together. So for me, um, if we are the light of the world and we're allowing ourselves to just be in the darkness at all times, yeah. Our light is going to diminish, and our walk is going to diminish. Mm-hmm. And if we're not being in fellowship with other believers, yes, our light is going to diminish. And and so I don't, I you know, I hear all the time, and I and I've said it before. You don't have to be um, a church attender to be a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different, but but God wants us to continue our walk. He wants us to grow in our faith, and the only way we can do that is with others, with other believers around us. Right. What do you think, Brent? Um, story time, because okay. this, this is where my mind goes is to like illustration <laughs> kind of stuff. But like, so like a couple of years ago, um, we we got invited to go to a college football game. Yeah. Uh, and it was a college that I didn't attend, but you know I was kind of like Fairweather fan. Like I liked it when they did well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I would I would root on them, but I wouldn't buy the T-shirts or make sure that I was always watching their game. Uh, but we got invited to go to the game, and so like okay, I went and bought the T-shirt so that I didn't stand out in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but I found myself at the game. 
same like every time the team that we were there to cheer on did something, I was like, yes, you know, like I went full crazy fan at the game and like, yeah, you know, and when they won, I was so elated and excited and just like pumped up like, yes, all right. But then when I went back home, I was like, I'd never wear the t-shirt again because, you know, it wasn't really something that I had full investment in. Um, And so to kind of steer that back to Christianity, I think, I think you can be saved without being in a church. Thinking in terms of countries where churches aren't allowed to right, exist, right? Um, you can be a Christian, or even the early church when the church didn't exist at all, right? Because it was the foundation of the church and Christianity that you can be saved without being a part of a church. Mm-hmm. But it, it really matters what investment you have in it. Just yeah. like that football game, I could be excited and invest it when I was there, immersed in it. But then when I was back home, if my investment wasn't in that team, I wasn't going to care what happened the next week. And I think the same is true with church Mm -hmm. is that I can sit at home and like cheer you on for a distance, be excited when something good happens for you. But if I don't have that investment to go immerse myself in, I'm not really going to care about it as much as I probably should. I I like what both of you guys said. I mean, growth is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being a part of a church family, there's growth, right? Mm -hmm. Um, immersing yourself into the family of God and then also being spiritually matured through that whole process. Or else, you're like you said, Lori, that light uh, <laughs> might dim out a little bit, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting uh, because in the, se- in the sense of missions, there are many countries, like you were kind of mm-hmm. referring to, Brandon, that don't get to meet week by week. Mm-hmm. They have to be creative in how they have church. Mm. Uh, They have to be creative in how they have leaders and who's going to speak or who's going to pastor or whatever. The thing that I found interesting is that what I've seen overseas or even what we hear about is that there are many people who can't meet together that are fighting to meet Mm. together, Mm. that are fighting to be unified Mm -hmm. because they know that there's growth they're, they know that there is a, a spiritual responsibility, I guess, in, in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is an encouragement and empowering for the body of believers, especially in, in those cultures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes whenever... It, it's funny because I, I told one of my friends one time because we were having this conversation, and he said, yeah, I don't think I have to go to church. And, da, da, da. and he said, you know, I find it interesting because... Um, we were just because we were talking about a uh, church in a, an area where they don't get to meet, and he was really upset about that, right? Uh, ironically, he doesn't want to come to church that much, but he said, uh, I stated, there are people who are fighting to go to church, but in certain cultures similar to ours, there's a lot of us that are fighting to not go to church. Mm-hmm. And I think the the responsibility is this, uh, I think there is a responsibility in going to church because we know that we need to grow in Christ. And um, also, we need to learn from one another, sharpen each other. Uh, also, there are gifts that God has given us, diverse gifts that we get to utilize. And I don't know how else we'll be able to learn about this and effectively utilize them unless we do come to church. Mm. But, you know, uh, this is like... a. One of these conversations, the conversation that we're having today, though, is an intimidating one because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like to talk about this, right? But at the end of the day, I think the importance of the conversation 
I really believe is what you guys are saying. There's spiritual growth when you come to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things that are tangibly good for one's soul when you come and attend uh, a church. Now, granted, there are some not-so-great churches and great experiences. I, I get that. But uh, for the most part, what God has desired for us is what I really believe to assemble. And I think we're seeing it with kids' ministry. Uh, I can only, I can say that I see it because my sons are, you know, coming home, praying for dinner and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, let's read the Bible together. So that's like, whoa, okay, well, this is something new. And then the, the opposite effect during COVID with youth, obviously uh, people are hungry mm-hmm. to grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, the nature and the underlining tone of this particular question. Do I need to go to church? Well, if you want to grow. I guess you do. Mm. So um, we're going to leave it at that. Do you guys have anything else to add on this? Church is awesome. Church. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I just want to take this time to thank Brandon and Lori for joining us today. And Dustin, our producer out there, thank you for listening in for those encouraging looks. (laughs) But it was fun. And once again, this is But Wait, There's More. You guys have a great day.